Unearthing Paranormalcy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. And I'm Chad. And this week we're going to bring you Goatman. Goatman. But before we do, we must listen to a promo from one of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network shows. Hey there, Luxa here, host of Lux Cult, a podcast where we gleefully taunt the mundane, butcher the Latin and most other languages, and also discuss a variety of occult topics. Exploring the intersection of science, magic, art, and philosophy through the lens of chaos, it's occultism for everyone. Luxa Cult features interviews with badass authors, artists, and magicians of all walks and experience levels, as well as audiomantic nonsense, cut-up poetry, bibliomancy breaks, and so much more. Don't miss the special two-part episode where Dave and I talk about his path of druidry and go into some of the botany of the plants represented by the Oum alphabet. Also, hear Dave read a guided meditation for the Green Mushroom Project, which is a large-scale group working focused on building connection and regaining ground that you can be a part of. You can hear Lexicall on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. So tune in and join us for the ride. Amy likes to sing today. I do, I do. Don't ever, don't you all have like those days where you just amelonically yeah. talk about your day? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, we do it all the time around here, <laughs> around these pots. <laughs> all right, so we got a dead dog advisory, and we have a dead children advisory. I don't know which I'm more sad about. Dead dog, yeah, dead children, not even close. <laughs> The Goat Man is a goat-human hybrid credited with canine deaths. There have been sightings of it in Maryland, Texas, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and Louisiana. I'm saying, not surprised it's been seen in Kentucky. Everything is. <laughs> but exists, you know what's not on there? West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Apparently, everything in West Virginia scares the Goat Man. <laughs> The urban legends around this cryptid revolve around the killing of couples, children, teenagers, out in the wilderness, or breaking into homes to enact his revenge. I will have my revenge back. (laughs) Some say he was a man that kept goats, and after teenagers killed his flock, he went mad and vowed to kill everyone. My flashlights. <laughs> oh, oh, <man. laughs> 
it's like he has a close connection <laughs> to those sheep. Maybe it's actually one of the offsprings <laughs> of that farmer's goats. <laughs> to others, he's in the same family as Bigfoot, just another mythical beast that roams the earth in small populations. Some say the origin can be traced back to the Beltsfield Agricultural Research Center when a mad scientist was conducting experiments on a goat. <laughs> And something went horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> Their bodies mutated together, and they became hungry for blood. That sounds, that sounds like a horror movie explanation. Sounds like a B movie. Yeah, very B <laughs> horror movie, but... A variation of the legend tells of the goat man as a hermit who lives in the woods is seen walking alone at night along Fletcherton Road in Prince George's County, Maryland. According to Dr. Barry Pearson, a folklorist at the University of Maryland, the earliest sightings date back to 520 BCE as the satyrs in Greek mythology. Pearson thinks the legend of the Goatman was influenced by car culture in the 1960s and 70s which gave teens the freedom to discover the world around them. It might also be tied to what students were learning about with Greek culture and the half-man, half-goat god Pan in school. Yo, Pan, yo, Pan, yo, Pan. Pearson said, Goats are known to be smelly and sometimes kind of charming. But if you look at them closely, especially in their eyes... They are really scary in their own way. Unquote. I totally wanted pet goats for a long... I still would love a pet goat. And they are creepy in their eyes because they have the square pupils. Yeah, they have the little rectangular pupils. (laughs) Well, you know what? I got a cat that's an asshole. And I still love him. Only to you guys. (laughs) I have not yet to meet... Yeah, I have not yet to meet a nice goat. The ones at the zoo are pretty nice. Yeah. The Goatman legend has endured thanks to enthusiastic lore, media reports, personal accounts, monster investigation shows, and wacky radio and podcast hosts. Like us! I totally was reading that along with that, and I thought it said enthusiastic love. (laughs) I was just like, well, well, some people, yes. That's why he was so upset about them killing his flock of goats. All right, sure, whatever. The description of the goat man varies depending on the region and who's telling the story. Commonly claimed to have a human face with a body covered in hair. But sometimes it has a goat face with like a humanoid body. In Texas, it's described as around seven feet tall. Jesus. Sorry. Baphomet. <laughs> Baphomet. <laughs> it was so. I, Go, Goat Man was literally popping up everywhere for me this week. And to be honest, I didn't do any of the research this week. This was all Dave and Chad. Um, but it was. It was popping up on my Facebook. It was popping up here. And there was something that popped up that was a ghost hunt on Goat Man Bridge in Texas. And I was like, it was in Denton. And I was like, well, that's not too far from here. I, I seriously was considering it for a little bit. And I was like, no, because. You gotta have to find a place for the kids to go and I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. but it was still it was like interesting. In Maryland, 
in Prince George's County back in the 1970s, there was a rash of dog disappearances and deaths, which were attributed to the goat man. Law enforcement would often receive calls to report sightings of a human-goat hybrid. It was also rumored the goat man had a shelter nearby the vicinity of Bowie and would at times rush up to cars, beating them with an axe. So he carries a weapon. So so far this year, we have the frog man who carries a magic wand <laughs> and the goat man who carries an axe. So what you're Are saying, they playing d and There's a cryptic group of D&D <laughs> players. That's all this yeah. is, people. They're armed to the teeth. <laughs> Goatman's the barbarian. <laughs> Frogman's the wizard. They're just really enthusiastic LARPers. <laughs> What's Bigfoot? I don't know. The rogue? He hides. <laughs> he's, he's always passing his hiding shadows checks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always passing those stealth checks. <laughs> so I'm not sure what year this happened, but a boy was playing with a baseball at his birthday party. When somehow it rolled into the woods, he went to retrieve it and came out screaming, telling his mother he saw, quote, The dark thing that stands in the corner of his room ever. Oh, I guess this is her. The dark thing that stands in the corner of his room every night. Unquote. Mark Opsasnik, the foremost expert on the Maryland legend, says there's a canonical Goatman origin story. And it begins on Fletchertown Road in Bowie. First, I must ask, Chad, do you meet up with um, Mark Opskn- Op- Op- whatever, on your foremost on cryptids? No. <laughs> haven't met him yet? We, we haven't. Uh, we've been trying to meet up at cons and stuff, but, you know, our schedules are so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, goats are inferior. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Chase's <laughs> new story where he's like, and reminder all to the weregoats out there, yeah. the hay is for, for everyone. everyone. <laughs> yeah, not just you. And now speaking of that, in my research into this, I found another cow-humanoid hybrid. Oh my gosh. The weregoat, we have created it. <laughs> and it has now gone back in time because of the Montauk Project. <laughs> But but Karen Hostler took a deep dig into the University of Maryland Folklore Archives in the 1970s and wrote an article that came out on October 27th of 1971, right before Halloween. In it, she mentions ghosts, the goat man, and the boat man. Which all haunt the woods around Fletchertown Road. Half man, half boat. Okay, we're going to have to cover the boat man. I'm sorry, that just now made it to the list. The boat man. Is he like Thomas the Tank Engine, but he's a boat? <laughs> he's a boat with a human head? or a- I'm sure there's a tugboat There's a tugboat cartoon where yeah. he's got a face. I can't remember what it is. There's a book. Yeah. It's a little... Tugboat that could or some shit. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing now. And I'm going to be really disappointed when the boatman turns out to be a Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks later, after Halloween was over, she wrote another article with the headline Residents fear Goatman lives. Dog found decapitated an old Bowie. 
Poor doggy. The article describes the Edward family searching for their missing puppy, Ginger. Mm. The 16-year-old daughter, April, and some friends heard strange noises and had seen a large creature on the night the dog disappeared. Other witnesses reported sightings of a, quote, animal-like creature that walks on its hind legs, unquote, all along Fletchertown Road. Ginger was tragically found days later near Fletchertown Road decapitated. Mm. On November 30th, the article, A Legendary Figure Haunts Remote Prince George Woods, was published in the Washington Post and identified the young men that found Ginger, Ray Hayden, John Hayden, and Willie Gein. The police are quoted in it making the statement. The legend just gets passed on from generation to generation. And they stated they had been receiving calls to report Goatman sightings. In 1977, a couple was on a date enjoying each other's company (laughs) until they heard scratching outside the car. They turned the car on and and there, in the headlights, was a goat man charging at the car with an axe. Could this not just be an axe murderer that like wears like, I don't know, like Viking horns? Yeah. (laughs) They managed to get away. But the car had a big scratch in it from the blade. He's not very good with an axe if all he did to the car was give it a scratch. I mean, it's a very dull axe, I guess. <laughs> Mark Opsisnik, the foremost expert on the Maryland legend, grew up in Greenbelt, which is just a few miles away from Bowie. He was in seventh grade when he first heard of the Goatman by his friend's older brother. Since he's your friend, I'll let you play him. Well, we get a ride. When we would act up in the back seat, they would tell us to shut the hell up. Uh, they'll dump us on the, on the Fletchertown Road, and the goat man will get us. Mark became enamored in the story. When attending Roosevelt High School, he would recruit his friends to go goat man hunting. By then, it had been a local teen obsession. Goatman parties were going on all up and down Fletchertown Road and the nearby Crybaby Bridge on Lotsford Road. Halloween night, 1979, was one of the craziest nights of my life. In 1994, Opsisnik was writing for Strange Magazine and penned the piece On the Trail of the Goatman, which expanded into an entire book. He tracked down the Edwards family and the three young men that found Ginger. One of those young men, John Hayden, told him that he and others had seen the creature the night before. It was six feet tall, walked bipedally, and was hairy. It also made a... saw me. (laughs) (laughs) It also made a... High-pitched sound like a squeal. April Edwards, Ginger's owner, said, People come here and called it a folklore, and the papers made us out to be ignorant hillbillies who didn't know any better. But what I saw was real. I know I'm not crazy. Whatever it was, I believe it killed my dog. Mark Apsisnik feels that he doesn't believe the goat men exist, 
But he believes that the people he has talked to saw something. Anything is possible in this world. Maybe there's a half-man, half-animal creature out there. I can't believe in something until I see it with my own eyes. All four of them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it sounds like they just saw. I saw it like man. like a man with an like a yeah. like a homeless man or like an axe murderer out there, and, and it seems to be around Halloween. Yeah, so it's probably <laughs> some guy just wearing. It's probably like the clowns from a couple <laughs> of years back. Oh, yeah. Just people out there fucking around. Although, I will tell you, if I walked into the woods and there was a clown, clown standing there, I would freak the fuck out. If I'm walking into the woods in the dark, I'm carrying a weapon. Well, yes. So, whatever the clown, whoever is the clown Even is, if it's during the day, is though. getting hurt. <laughs> the Pope Lick Monster, reported to live beneath a Norfolk Southern Railroad trestle over Floyd's Fort Creek. In the Fisherville area of Louisville, Kentucky. Now, this is the one I've heard of. I had never heard of the other one, but this one I had heard of before. So, is this just another name for an altar boy? Or? <laughs> <laughs> the Pope Lick. <laughs> I love it. While the Pope Lick monster might only exist in the realm of myth and legend, it has led to the death of many young men and women. And according to the legend, when you climb the trestle, and walk along the railroad tracks, a human-goat hybrid will appear that has powerful fur-covered goat legs, an alabaster skin face, and an aquilian nose with wide-set eyes. Short, sharp horns protrude from the forehead, nestled in long, greasy hair that matches the color of the fur on the legs. Now, see... When we went and saw last podcast live, they talked about this one. Yeah, and this—I think that's where I had originally heard it, and I've seen it on a lot of like haunting shows and undiscovered mystery shows and things like that. Yeah, but the bridge is pretty cool looking, though. The creature's origins and its methods of claiming its victims are varied. They include that the half-human, half-goat was a circus freak that vowed revenge after being mistreated. In another, it was a creature that escaped after a train derailed on the trestle. There is also a legend of a ghost train also sighted on these tracks. One tale claims the monster is the twisted reincarnation of a farmer that was sacrificing goats in exchange for satanic powers. According to some, the creature uses hypnosis or mimicry to lure people into the trestle to meet their death to an oncoming train. Other stories claim the monster jumps down from the trestle onto the roofs of cars passing below. In synchronicity with the Maryland Goatman, some stories give the Goatman an axe to attack with. What if it's not actually like the weapon an axe? They're actually just singing with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this <laughs> wicked axe, man. <laughs> it's also been said, the sight of the creature is so unsettling. People leap off the trestle, falling up to 90 feet on the ground below. If you look up this trestle, there's many articles of kids and teenagers that have fallen to their deaths. I think a lot of that has to do with these kids are walking out onto this train trestle. 
that there is literally only room for the train on yeah. it. The train comes and they jump they off. Jump or off. They fall off. Or, yeah, or they get knocked off. I mean, that happens here pretty, I guess, obviously often enough that there's stories of it. But. Yeah, well, it, this is my soapbox with trains, and I'm, they're not going to swerve to hit you. No, they're bloodthirsty creatures. So there's a 100% ability to not be hit by a train. They hunt you down, Amy. <laughs> God. I guess walls do jump out of nowhere. It's, it's when it glitches, right? <laughs> they just walk beside the train tracks, and all of a sudden the train glitches, hits them, <laughs> glitches back on the track. We literally just had a train pedestrian accident like a week ago. Yep. Oh, yeah. Very common here. And it's just like, ugh, people. I saw two kids walking down the center of the tracks the other day, and I was like, oh, we're going to hear about this on the news later. <clears throat> I don't I don't like train tracks. They make me nervous. But they even make me nervous in the car. Like, I'm I'm the kind of person that, you know, the line that's drawn, I stay far behind that line. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I've got a fear of getting a train derailing and hitting me. So Yeah, when they do derail, though, I mean, they push those cars thousands of feet from the point of derailment yeah there was one that derailed back when i was in high school up by the high school mm-hmm. and it took months to clean up all the cars oh, yeah. that went everywhere then they went you know halfway down the road because yeah. of all the because we have the big freight trains yeah. that come through so there's 60 70 cars on each one then you got all those tanker cars and there's no telling what kind of chemicals are in them yeah. Yeah. some of them got like chlorine in them some got oil in them yeah. You get one that has vinegar in it, one that has baking soda in it. It'll be like, doosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did see after these people that were by a train derailment that leaked chlorine. Yeah. And they were caught in the fumes of it. and They had to evacuate whole cities because of stuff like that, yeah. But, but they were in a place where the only way into their neighborhood was the road that the train was blocking from oh. its derailment so they were stuck there for like six seven hours yeah. harrowing tale yeah that's just one of my random ir- irrational fears that i have though so maybe in a past life i was an idiot who walked on a train track and got hit so i, th- I think the show is <laughs> called i survived carrie told me about it i watched a few episodes yeah no that's a show i, I don't know if that's the show but that is a show it's probably the one then so, but that's my fear. Okay, so for Marilyn, I think it was just an axe murder. And the other one, I think the kids wander out onto the train tracks and get stuck out there and they have, I mean, they either jump or get hit by a train. And so you don't think take, it could be a mad scientist? It's a fun, fun theory, but no. Outside Fort Worth at Lake Worth, or by its fancier title, the Fort Worth Nature Center and Refuge is a goat man described as part man, part goat, with scales and long clawed fingers. He's part dragon, too? Maybe. Reptilian. Back in the summer of 69. The summer of 69. Greer Island wasn't gated off like it is now. Teenagers often went down. To Shoreline Road to be alone and enjoy the freedom of the night. And they went to get down. <laughs> On go down. Get down, turn around, the Goat Street, or Goat Man Boogie. 
in the summer of 69. We could write a song. <laughs> On July 9th, around midnight, three couples were parked in a clearing. A beast leapt onto the roof of the car from the trees above. It tried to grab one of the women, but they were all able to flee the area. On July 10th, a few dozen people were at a clearing known for dumping. When up on the cliff, they spotted an angry, hairy monster. It threw its hire approximately 500 feet. Everyone, including a group of sheriff's deputies, ran away in fear. Quit dumping in my home! Alan Plaster saw something strange by the side of the road that summer, hopped out and took a picture of it. This was right before the story was published in the newspaper, along with the photo, giving it the moniker, The Lake Worth Monster. Local residents began driving out to the lake at night to try to get a look at the creature. Truckloads of Texan men, armed with guns, headed towards Greer Island to hunt the thing down. Spectators came out in droves to catch a glimpse of it. Reporters swarmed the lake, and police patrolled and investigated. Sightings, reports, and investigations went on for two months. Some reports said it had horns protruding from its head, giving the monster the moniker of Goatman. According to one reporter, the legend was spread via summer camp stories, where counselors told children to, quote, Listen carefully. And you'll hear his cry on a clear night, like tonight. Unquote. Reports of the monster ceased when school resumed, <laughs> leading many to believe the incidents were pranks carried out by the high school students. But what if the reports just ceased because... People weren't going out to the lake anymore. I mean, yeah. Maybe the goat man was just, you know, living with his father during the summer and had to go back to his mom for the school year. Like, oh, and I and the mom lived, mom's house. Mom yeah. lived in Kentucky? Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, I spent the summer with my dad's in Fort Worth. And then we got a lake house. And then in the school year, I got to go back to my mom's. Yeah. The Maryland sightings were all in October and November. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So could have been Maryland. (laughs) And he stops in Kentucky on the way. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. In 2005, an anonymous letter arrived at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram from someone claiming to be one of three kids who in the summer of 69... The summer of 69... Quote... Decided to go out to the Lake Worth and scare people. Unquote. Using a mask they made out of foil... <laughs> oh, they're foil my plans. <laughs> Wasn't for you and the stinking dog. In 2009, Fort Worth, Texas Magazine published a report about a man who said he had been the one to throw the tire on July 10th. He needs to join the Olympics if he can throw a tire 500 feet. I know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> See, on that one, I was thinking Bigfoot because that sounds Bigfootish. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe from up on the cliff with some good trajectory. Yeah, and did you he could get it down. Row it five hundred feet, or did it just roll? <laughs> yeah. was it I don't the know. Air or was it with the ground? Yeah, because I mean, a tire could roll five hundred feet. That yeah. I mean, you could push it off a cliff or a hill, and it roll. Yeah, for a long time. But 
a man throwing a tire, fi- throwing a tire 500 feet sound, unless it was a bike tire. No, it was an automobile Sounds tire. a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. It's a toy tire. But it does sound Bigfoot-ish. Bigfoot's known to throw things at people. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. Trees. Yeah. It's very Bigfoot-ish. It sounds more Bigfooty to me. <laughs> In 2019, the Fort Worth Water Department's podcast released a four-part series on the legend of the Lake Worth monster. Their water department has a podcast? Everybody has Everyone a fucking has a podcast. podcast. <laughs> I want our water department to do one on Thunderpuss. You should make a lock shop podcast. <laughs> yeah. That would be really boring. I would, although we could just sit and we tell stories. We were just talking about how bad yeah. our customers are. <laughs> We'd have to like disguise our names. I mean, heck, uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith has a podcast where they just talk around. They sit around talking about selling funny books out of a out of a comic book store. Yeah, and it's highly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch comic book men all the time. Yeah, just the way they just tell their stories. It's great. <laughs> Everybody's got a podcast. We've got a podcast. (laughs) Well, it's so easy to do. We've got a podcast. He's got a podcast. She's got a podcast. But we've got the biggest podcast of them all. (laughs) Kind of. That was an ACDC joke. Oh, I guess I don't know ACDC. Big balls. Nope. No? Nope. I've got big balls. She's got big balls. Nope. But we've got the biggest balls, balls of, of them, them all. all. Nope. Hmm. I'll play that in the next month break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I just don't know ACDC. <laughs> the old Alton Bridge, also called the Goatman's Bridge. He has a lot of bridges. He does. Is a historic iron truss bridge built in 1884 that sits between the cities of Denton and Copper Canyon. This must be the one that... Mm-hmm. Spanning over Hickory Creek in Texas. Texas. So, so I got a question. Is Goatman just like a philanthropist? A philanthropist? Yeah. A, uh, a philanthropist for the truth. I can't even <laughs> say the word. Is he like Trump? Just puts his name on everything he builds. Oh, that's not a philanthropist. That that anth- well, that, that, that would be somebody who like earns money for charities. Okay, and, then yeah, not that. No, um, a narcissist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Yes. I he would. used daddy's money and put his name on all these bridges. All the bridges. Well, this he, is a goat man's bridge. This is I'm a goat man's you, bridge second. From our episode last week, it's the revenge of the three Billy Goats Gruff is what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is after they grew up. They each got their own bridge. They each got their own bridge. <laughs> they, you know, they couldn't live together anymore. And their anymore. kids got their own bridges and so on and so yeah. forth. And that's why every state has it's a goat man bridge. bridge. And there's a couple of them in Texas. The bridge gets its name from the abandoned community of Alton, which was the seat of Denton County between 1850 and 1856. The Goatman legend arises from the tale of a goat farmer that lived on the north side of the bridge named Oscar Washburn. After becoming known as a dependable and honest businessman, dubbed the Goatman by locals, he hung a sign on the Alton Bridge that read, this way to the goat man. In August of 1938, Klansmen in the local government crossed over the bridge and abducted Washburn from his family. They drove to the old Alton Bridge, prepared a noose, placed it around his neck, 
and threw him over the side. When they looked down, the noose was empty and there was no trace of him. They crossed back over the bridge and slaughtered his wife and children. You'll remember this day, this day, you almost caught the goat man. Until the bridge was abandoned for a newer concrete and still one close by in 2001, locals would warn people that if you cross the bridge with no lights on, the goat man will appear on the other side. People over the decades have reported seeing strange lights, ghostly figures, have been touched, grabbed, and had rocks thrown at them in the vicinity of the Goatman's Bridge. Bigfoot. Now, the bridge is a one-lane bridge, meaning it was necessary for motorists to blare their car horn before crossing over it. So this Goatman's not really a goat. Well, This is just a man mm, named Goatman. If you watch this, like this one, uh, Ghost Adventures did an episode on it. Of course they did. Um... There's a bunch of different like YouTube paranormal gr- companies that have mm-hmm. gone there, and it's supposedly a santa- satanic worship site, ritual site, mm-hmm. underneath the bridge. Like they have found altars and stuff with decapitated uh, animals and so stuff. So it's like Baphomet that. that appears. Yeah, pretty I much. Gotcha. It's there. People are seeing Baphomet on Halloween. There will be dozens of kids out there with Ouija boards. Um, I don't know if Dave gets into this or not, but this is the end of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the end <clears throat> of that one. Well, that's interesting but, because like Denton is not far from Fort Worth no. and we're talking a bridge. So there's water that goes underneath it. And what do we know? Bigfoot travels waterways yeah. and they're throwing rocks at this one. So I think the same Bigfoot that threw the tire is throwing rocks. rocks. But yeah, supposedly you can go under. There's been possessions at this one. Um, supposedly now one I'm the, bummed we didn't go. One of the cameramen for Ghost Adventures uh, quit after this episode, filming this episode with them because she got possessed. Zach Bagan believed he got possessed. Yeah, he gets possessed every time. So yeah. um, for a man that's been possessed a lot, he sure is are, lucky. People have been known to get scratched. Um, a couple of the people who host that tour that we were talking uh-huh. about. Uh, they were on a documentary I watched with these teenage paranormal society people. Um, and they were there during the Ghost Adventures one and saw it all happen. And they confirmed that it happened. Um, a lady wrote a book about it. But I suppose there's a little path you can go to underneath the bridge. And there's always, every time someone goes down there, there's some kind of demonic stuff that happens. Well, and like I said... The <coughs> There was the one in Henrietta, Texas that we covered last week that was the Goatman Bridge. So there's a lot of Goatman, different Goatman in Texas. So that very well could be his summer home that he just goes and hangs out in. But yeah, that's interesting. That isn't very far away from uh, where we covered last week either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Henrietta is not. I mean, it's it's farther than Fort Worth is from Denton, but. No, no, I mean like all these places like Denton and Bowie and Wichita Falls, they're all in a line with each other. Yeah. yeah. So along be. the 287. Yeah. No, so Bigfoot just a high... Or He's a hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. <laughs> he just walks and the highway. I mean, I didn't trace this creek, but I think this creek goes, oh, to that 
what's this lake? Lake Arrowhead, I think. Lake Arrowhead State Park. That lake where we were talking about on the last episode. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, Goatman could. I mean, Goatman could be a thrower, and Goatman could water wonder waterways with Bigfoot. Maybe Goatman is a goat Bigfoot hybrid. Waterford Sheepman is an abominable creature that terrorized the rural town of Waterford, Pennsylvania in the early 1970s. Hundreds of people witnessed it lurking through farm fields, stalking and killing animals. A woman going by the name Marilyn knew about the legends and had seen it on two occasions. I lived on Baghdad Road, and when I saw this figure running across the dirt road at one point near the old sawmill... Her second encounter was when she was 17. He was there one night. I drove home, and right before I turned into my driveway, there he was, running across the road into the woods. So this is on his way from Texas. He goes, Texas, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Maryland. This is just on his path back home. Now, even though all these places like accredited Louisiana in passing... I didn't find any sightings from there or any legends or stories. Yeah. Right? Well, that's kind of out of which, his way. That'd just be a vacation well, spot. Which <laughs> probably just means no one's put it on the internet because I didn't dig through any books. Yeah. I'm sure all the stories are in books. Well, I mean, that's very... I don't know. Uh, the people that run that Fort Worth Water Department podcast, I mean, they were able to come up with four episodes. So Yeah. There's tons of sightings. Yeah. So there's probably just like what I was looking through, probably a dozen or two dozen different twenty to thirty minute YouTube videos going over different bridges and talking about the stories. And I have to say, I mean, Denton, Fort Worth, Dallas—that's a huge population of people. Yeah. So I could imagine a lot of stories coming from those areas because if they, there's actually something there, there's a lot of people to see it. Um, it's kind of like Mothman in Chicago, you know, right? when there's a cryptid in a big city, you get a lot of reports. Whereas when they're in the smaller ones, yeah, you get, you get reports, but it's usually the same people and their cousins with the same people. And Billy Bob and Billy Johnson. And although we live in a rather, rather big city and I still have yet to hear any personal experiences from anybody who's seen our Thunderpuss. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in that area between Wichita Falls and Dallas is part of the Cross Timbers. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, since we are in the Cross Timbers, think of a, a patch of woods that we have here. How far can you see into it? Yeah. I uh, mean. Like five feet? Five feet, maybe, max. say you look over on West 36th and that little cur- the Lindsay Curve there with all the trees growing up now, you can't see, but. Yeah, yeah, maybe 10 feet at the best areas. Oh, yeah. You know about how far you can walk into it? Without a, like, machete or chainsaw? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe five feet? Maybe five feet. So I wonder how these, like, Bigfoots and these Goatmans, like, <laughs> trek around through it. They follow the, the deer paths, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. deer are they're able still, to get yeah, through it. Yeah. Trails, yeah. Yeah, just follow the different animal trails. Because, yeah, if you find one of those, you can go pretty deep into the woods. But, yeah, but, if you're, but if you're just coming in off like 
the side of the woods, you yeah, you're gonna first of all, you're gonna find brambles, poison ivy. All I mean, all snakes, snakes, all the undergrowth that is yeah. down low that you're having to climb yeah, over, trip and, over and yeah, vines and thorns and yeah, especially here in Oklahoma. A yeah. lot of thorns. Do you remember the piece of land we went to look at that was just all thorns mm-hmm. and we were walking through it and we literally got about five feet into it and Chad got hung up on some of the thorns and so we had to go <laughs> climb over to Chad to try to get him out and then. Yeah trying to get ourselves back out after we got to that point. It was like... You're like, holy shit. Who, yeah. who cast entangling <laughs> woodlands on me? <laughs> and dad, dad decided not to buy that one just because the amount of uh, clearing, clearing he was going to have to do just to to live on it because it was just so thick with trees and branches <laughs> mm. and thorns. and Yeah. I mean, we lived across the street from some of it back when we lived out east yeah. of town and well i wasn't allowed to go out there because um there were bear trap traps out there that's what i was told but we may or may not have gone out there a couple of times <laughs> and uh it's also easy as hell to get lost so we may or may not have created a clubhouse out there yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely easy to get lost in it yeah you yeah. get five feet in there and then you turn around and you can't see out I mean, the yeah. fact that we literally and made a clubhouse that was only like maybe three feet into it and just cleared up like a little section of it, but you couldn't see. You couldn't see in and you couldn't in, see out. Yeah, you couldn't see out of it from the, like, couldn't see the road from it. You couldn't see into it. Yeah. Let me see. What about some theories and explanations? Several people have pointed out that dogs hit by passing trains often look like they've been ripped apart. By a wild animal. But just straight up decapitated in the middle of the woods. Trains don't go through woods. Remember? They stay on the tracks. No, no, no. <laughs> they found the dog uh, on Fletchertown Road. We're by Fletchertown Road. Where so the railroad tracks run right oh, through. Oh, okay. Well. I do believe. We did have a guy decapitated here in town from a train. So I guess Maybe. Dogs get a pass. They don't understand the way our systems work. So if a dog gets hit by a train, I mean. <coughs> but uh, you remember how I was talking earlier about the mad scientist who worked in the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center mm-hmm. experimenting on goats, and maybe he had an experiment backfire that transformed him into a half-human, half-goat? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently... This story became so popular that the USDA came forward to publicly deny creating this creature accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't us, I promise. Which is interesting because the USDA has never come forward to publicly deny anything else that's popular in their theories. I mean, wasn't it the Montauk monster that washed up on the beaches and... Was it Long Island or I don't know somewhere? Yeah, um, that they came out or they that was the theory is that they came from the island where they were. Oh, Plum Island. Plum yeah. Island, yeah. And um, did the USDA make a statement about that? I don't know if they did or not, but mm-hmm. I remember them. That's what they were saying, which is it was some kind of mutation that came from the island. Um, then I heard the explanation that it was a boxer. <laughs> And I was sitting there thinking, because I had a boxer at the time, and I was like, 
That doesn't look anything like my boxer. <laughs> she doesn't have a beak. <laughs> <laughs> look like a baby griffin to me. Yeah. Before it got its feathers. But you never, I mean, it's one of those things, like I said when I did the Alien Encounters episode, what the government releases is just half of what they do. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's no telling. They yeah. could be experimenting on creatures and making, you know, different types of uh, crossbreed animals. and. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the Nazis did it. Yeah, there's a popular <laughs> one. Uh, Stalin was trying to make half humans, half apes. Yeah. yeah, and I mean our own government has done stuff like this before. Yeah. I've heard of, I've heard about it. Yeah, Stalin was trying to make the perfect army, and he was trying to breed humans and gorillas. Yeah, and all of the humans carrying gorilla embryos, the embryos all died. And if you think to other crossbreeds, like with ligers and toigers and all that stuff, it has to go a certain way in order for the offspring to live yeah last podcast on the left did a couple episodes on transhumanism yeah and i don't know if they talked about any of the american experiments or not but uh, there were a few of them especially when we were really big into eugenics yeah at the turn of the 20th century yeah the, the theory with the stalin thing was that it would have the strength of a gorilla but the intelligence of a human yeah and be the perfect war machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you couldn't guarantee that that was going to be the way that it went. <laughs> like, well, that's why you, you do science to fuck around and find <laughs> out. <laughs> Experimenting. It's interesting. That, I mean, maybe. What would be the best features of a goat and the best features of a person? The ability to climb and jump on things for the goat. Now you were saying something about their eyes being rectangular. Isn't mm-hmm. that so that they don't they have like a better depth of vision than yeah they most can also they can see further. I think because yeah. they're they're prey animals, mm-hmm. so they're adapted so that they have better vision to see predators. Do they have better vision than humans? That I don't know. It's yeah. different, but it, well, yeah. you know I don't know if it's. It's probably better. Most animals have better vision than we do. Yeah. I mean, think of a cat. I mean, dogs have better smell than we do, which is their Oh yeah, dogs superpower. Are, dogs are like mostly blind though, I think. And they're colorblind, I know that. I think they see in like twenty five, twenty five or maybe thirty thirty vision. They rely on their scent a lot. Yeah. Which is why you can totally confuse a dog just by going outside of the house and coming back in the house with like a baseball cap on. Yeah. And the dog does they'll start barking and going nuts until they smell you. And then they'll be like, oh, it's just you. you. <laughs> I know you. Even though they're only like 20, 30 feet away. When they I see saw you. one of the most adorable TikTok videos ever the other day. It was a, a like one of the owners walking the dog on a leash. Well, the other dog, owner walked past it. Yeah. And as soon as she walked past, the dog stops and turns around and starts sniffing all the people that just walked past it until she, they found, she found the other owner <laughs> yeah. and then just went crazy. It was pretty cute. <laughs> um, Which I know deer uh, will fall for uh, the, like the fake deer they put out. Yeah. They'll even like go up to them and like nibble on them or 
try to climb on them. Mount and, them and say, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, herd animals <coughs> aren't usually the brightest of animals. Yeah. So I would say probably the intelligence of a human, the strength of a human, but the ability to jump high and climb on, like, a um, hell of a rock climber. Maybe the forehead strength, too. Yeah. yeah. You would have to put any... Uh, no helmets for your rock climbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put any helmets on them. I don't need your helmet. <laughs> I mean, I think they're notoriously stubborn. Oh yeah, <laughs> they would make terrible soldiers. <laughs> Soldier of donkeys and goats, and like nobody goes anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, f- because there are so many widespread sightings of the goat man. I have to say it's got to be something. But because I mean, that's kind of my same theory with Bigfoot with so many sightings so widespread, people are seeing something. Well, according to the beliefs of the Oki people, a goat herder came back as an evil spirit to teach a lesson to some unruly children that had killed his goats. And many native families also recount that the goat man legend began to keep children in line. So is this an egregore that was created and just keeps expanding and expanding? It is possible. It's like with uh, families of uh, Irish descent, they tell their children about like the fae folk and to try to keep them from going into the woods at night and things like that. Speaking of the fae folk, they're fucking with me right now. Are they? What the other, I have like there are certain items that I have been missing for a while now, and they won't come back. Did you put something shiny out? I've started to, and they're starting to show up. Well, that's what you and I'm like, do. Mm, quit messing with me. <laughs> the other day, I was trying to find my wallet in my purse, and I was like, I pulled almost everything out of my purse and couldn't find the damn thing. And I, I said out loud, I'm like, quit fucking with me fairies <laughs> and sure enough i look at my wallet again and there it is right there on top <laughs> like of course no i also may just be forgetful and blind but yeah we'll blame the fairies we'll blame the fairies it's easier to blame somebody else than myself <laughs> <laughs> but no uh i really do i feel like the Mar- the maryland one to me stands out as different from all the others yeah and i think it's the axe yeah. And the only other one that had the axe was the Kentucky one, and that wasn't even all the stories. So that could just be cross-breeding between the Maryland stories and the Kentucky yeah. stories. To me, welding an axe, I really, I am leaning towards like a hermit or something like that living in the woods. Yeah. And You're on my land. Yeah. Oh, and guts like, uh, like a goat hide for a hat. Yeah, or something like that. I mean coonskin caps were very popular till about i don't know 20 30 think years of, ago think of the the shaman that during the uh oh, yeah. the re- insur- the resurrection the insurrection <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know the, something the, like that even yeah. like, the bison mm-hmm. bison a headdress yeah i mean yeah. something like that it didn't have to be a goat just some kind of horn the hair head and, horn and, and wearing fur know? britches and yeah yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, 
that that one to me is the only one that I'm like, I don't think that that is like a goat human hybrid. I think that is actually a person. And I think I, I, when they're all around bridges, that to me is interesting because they're all located. All the other ones are located around bridges. Yeah. Yeah. There's usually some kind of ghost story behind it. So are these, are these more of a, like an entity, a a spectral entity or something like that, or like an egregore that we've congregated, we congregated that we have, um, manifested that can be seen in like the spiritual realm type thing, like in, on the other plane yeah. of existence. Astral is just playing with us. Yeah. Or is it Baphomet? Is Baphomet just fucking around with people? Yeah, it could be. I mean, I've never seen any depictions of him with an axe, but come to think of it, I've never seen like Pan or Satyrs with axes. Yeah. Either. Yeah. That's why I don't think the besides th- in D and D. That's why I no, see it. No. Yeah. That's why I feel like the one in Maryland is just a different case. Yeah. Now it's common to see like the a Minotaur, which is bull and man mm-hmm. wielding an axe. Yeah. The original workout. Yeah. <laughs> the original workout. But um yeah, I, I feel like all the ones with bridges, so the Texas story, the Kentucky story, and was the Pennsylvania one a bridge too? I don't remember. Oh, I didn't say no. So the Pennsylvania one I the Pennsylvania one's short. It very well could be a misidentified Bigfoot or a misidentified Dogman or something like that. Yeah. I mean, all these sightings, at least the ones I found, seem to happen in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And we know it was happening then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not tripping, man. It's what brought on the satanic panic in the 80s. <laughs> Everybody saw all these goat men wandering around. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's Satan. He's here for me. Um, but I want to give some credit to it. I mean, there's there's the, the com- commonality between the Texas stories and the Kentucky story. At least they're similar in that aspect. And I guess the Pennsylvania and the Maryland one are similar as well. Yeah. So maybe there's two different types of goat men. I mean, or they're for some reason up in the northeast. There's just a couple different hobos that dress in horns and carry axes. <laughs> um, well, what it is is up in the northeast, it gets colder, so the goat man has to have an axe to cut down a tree to make fire to make fire and a shelter. Mm-hmm. I know in but. Pennsylvania, there's a lot of Dutch culture. Yeah. I, I didn't look to see if like the Dutch people had any goat beings in their mythologies or lore or legends. Well, what I'm calling up from my Dutch blood, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Some bad memories. <laughs> I don't have, I'm not I'm not as Dutch as I am some others. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll look real quick. Um but yeah, when in history you've got this the satyr, you've got even the minotaur, you've got the got great it. horned god, although he is more of deer antlers in depictions. No. Yeah. Oh, pan. pan. Yeah. According to legend, the Bokken riders were demons that rode through the sky on winged goats that were given to them by the devil. Meow. 
So instead of Pegasus, the winged horses, <laughs> they have winged goats. Um, <laughs> this one is, one. I mean, this is part of like um, Got my goat first ones, uh, buck rider lore, you know, ghosts and demons that rode through the sky, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's called um, the general name for it's the wild hunt. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the Christian depiction of Satan comes from the pagan depiction of the horned god. Now, in the the pagan depiction, the horned god has antlers. And the Christian version, he's got goat horns. So... Well, they couldn't plagiarize everything. Well, they had to change everything just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, oh, he has horns. That's got to be our devil. You're misinterpreting those antlers. Oh, okay. <laughs> what What about, uh, like, Krampus? Is yeah. Is that part of Dutch lore? I mean, they might have their own version of it. No, it was, Krampus is Germanic, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, but doesn't the Pennsylvanians okay. have, or the Dutch have one? I'm, sh- I'm sure they have I'm sure it's similar. similar, yeah. And that that is Krampus. He's kind of a goat man. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just Krampus. He, this, he hangs summer out in bod. Texas in the summer. <laughs> like and I said, you know, he's got to stay with his dad during the summer. And <laughs> Krampus migrated to the Americas. <laughs> I mean, Krampus is more from Alpine folklore, but I want to say they have their own like name and version of it. The Dutch do. I'm sure. Um, so Krampus is more Norwegian, Swedish? I'll th- let me think about it for a minute. Uh, <laughs> on the office, because that's said in Pennsylvania, that one fellow, the beet farmer, dressed up like it one year. and Oh, what was his name? And he, he called the name of oh, it. Yeah. No, I'm talking the, the creature he was. Yeah. Because it wasn't Krampus, it was something else, but it was... But it was similar to Krampus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was just part of the Pennsylvania... Bell Snickle. Bell Snickle, Bell that's right. Snickle. And that is the Dutch version of Krampus. All right. Because that's a goat-like entity. Or if you actually look up the Pennsylvania Dutch version of Krampus. Pennsylvania Dutch version, so there we go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like we create egregores all the time, and so... If you've got a big group of people that are believing in one type of entity, people are going to start seeing it because we're going to create it in this world. You know what I mean? At least that's my belief is that if you get enough people believing in something that you will create it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And I think that's why you have mass sightings of things. That's And then they die off. That's why things like in our country work like banks. Yeah. People put their faith into banks, even though it's just all electronic and paper stuff. You know, it's there's nothing to it. Yeah. If we lose power, all that shit's going away overnight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's we put so much faith into like the the economy and like the stock market and Yeah. I mean, whether it's a physical being that's there or whether it's just the entity, the yeah. the creation of the entity or even the ideal of like the nation and its values in and of itself yeah i mean it's all just made up stuff we put faith into that's become bigger than any 
one person individually. Yeah, I mean, and that would make sense why these sightings were all around the 60s and 70s. That's when people were feeding the egregore. Yeah. And then as they got distracted by other things that were going on at that time, that egregore slowly disappeared because it wasn't being fed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Now, that's when... uh, Bigfoot started becoming more popular too in the 60s and 70s. And we've created that into a real life being. And uh, (laughs) a lot of cryptids in general. But that's also around the time that the um, L. Ron Hubbard and them did the The Babylon Babylon working. working. Yeah. So they very well could have created some kind of. Um, This was also a time when the. they were doing a lot of LSD experiments and expanding the collective consciousness of yeah. people. Uh, experiments done by like Dennis Leary and Groff and yeah. I wonder if that's. I mean, John's not John C. Lilly. Uh, John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uncle Jesse. John Cena. I can, I can never remember his name. It ends with Lilly. He's part of the uh, part of the intro to our podcast. Yeah, he did, he did a lot of uh, research into dolphins and things, and everything that we know about like dolphin brain and communication is almost exclusively from his research. But yeah, you get a bunch of acid in your system, you're going to see some goat man. I tell mm-hmm. you. Well, and if you open up that third eye and that consciousness, you're going to see shit. Oh yeah, I would say I, I wasn't there. One of the beliefs that. LSD allowed you to see things that the normal eye couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I honestly think that's why some people have the ability to see into other planes mm-hmm. is because they're just a little bit more open to it. It's yeah. it's always there, but not everybody sees it. Yeah. and It's like uh, they see the vibrations of it. It's like the heat waves you see off of like cars or concrete. Yeah. And I think that's why... Some people see Bigfoot and some people don't. That's why yeah. some people see the Goatman, some people don't. Right now, we're not looking for Goatman. You know, there's not. That's a good point. There's yeah. not really an ongoing nationwide hunt for Big or Goatman like there is like Bigfoot. I mean, Oklahoma has got a Bigfoot hunting season. Yeah. We just had a case of a guy killing a guy over Bigfoot. Yeah. Here in Oklahoma. That's a funny-ass story. I mean, it's sad. The guy died, yeah. but it's a funny-ass story. It's the same town I went to college in. <laughs> it was more noodling related. Noodling and meth, I'm sure. Right. But yeah. And <laughs> meth Only related. because the, he, 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 he called Bigfoot to kill his, kill he called, his friend. Kill so he killed his friend for calling Bigfoot. Yeah. 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 So what happens when you drink, do meth, and go noodling. <laughs> yep. You can do three. You just can't do all three. <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> you can choose which ones do, but not all three. So, I mean... Yeah, I read that story the other day. I was cracking up. I oh. was like... It's one I of was, the most Oklahoma news stories I've read I, since the cattle got out on the highway and the cowboys like came out of nowhere and were like roping them and stuff. And I was like, oh cowboys my goodness. roping the cattle on the interstate. Yeah, that was yeah. that was so Oklahoma. On I, horseback. Yes. Um I heard about it listening to it was a live podcast recording for um True Crime Squad. And 
she's telling the story and I put in the chat and I said, is this in Oklahoma? And she's like, actually, yes, it is. And I was like, yep, them's my people. That's the most Oklahoma story I have ever heard. <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's nothing more Oklahoma than that. Bigfoot noodling. <laughs> Oklahoma man is going to become the, the <laughs> new Florida man. <laughs> Florida men are just weird shit. Our shit's going to be just a bunch of drunk rednecks <laughs> doing stupid shit. <laughs> hey, call Bigfoot on me, so I killed him. With an axe. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that could be, I mean, a lot of shit was going on in the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. So I could easily see how that started, and then we got distracted by war, and we got distracted by presidential assassinations, and we got, you know... People were actively being lead-poisoned by (laughs) gasoline. So, I don't know. I want to see it. Now we're actively being poisoned by herbicides. Yeah. No, I, I... I mean, like with all the other ones, I want it to be real. Yeah, I don't. I don't see enough in this for me to definitely go. There's something to it, but I'll always be a skeptic believer and just one of those because it's a cryptid. I want it to be real. I definitely would prefer to come across the Texas Goatman versus the Maryland Goatman. (laughs) Texas Goatman doesn't sound nearly as scary as the Maryland Goatman. He's not carrying an axe. We're not throwing a tire 500 feet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does sound a lot like the, and the, the frogman and the, the goat man yeah, are just, just playing D&D. D&D. And the, yeah, once the Washington Post released that, there were scores and scores of sightings. And that's usually how it is with all of them. Once there's a yeah. sighting in one place, there are going to be a ton of sightings are following it up. And on, in all honesty, only a few of those are going to be credible sightings. Yeah. Is it is it kind of one of those things where it's... When you're thinking you're when you're want, when you're on the lookout for something, you're more likely to see it. Yeah. Kinda like when you buy a new car. We've talked mm-hmm. about that before. Yeah. You buy a car and all of a sudden you see your car everywhere. Yeah, if they're talking about there's a goat man and then you see, I don't know, like a deer off where you can't tell, is that a deer, is that a hunter, is that a dog? And you're like you know, all of a sudden you're like, Well, that's a goat man. Because the goat man's been around here. Well, I know when I watch ghost hunting shows or scary movies and stuff. I, I see a lot more activity in the house for a few days. You notice it. I more. notice it more. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of those things that like I just become hyper aware to it because I've just watched something yeah. on it. Um, I still have yet to see a damn cryptid. And I want to see a cryptid. I Spend some more time in the woods. I say I have probably seen things that my mind could say is something. Yeah. But I'm so skeptic in like... I'm one of those that like comes up with the logical explanation for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, oh no, that's what it was. Because yeah. I know I've seen things in the woods or so like that. I'm like, that what is that? And then I was like, oh, that's just this. And well, I mean, I know when our when our parents lived out east of town here a few years ago, there's an intersection that I would have to go through every time. And in that intersection, every time I pulled up to the intersection. I felt watched and all that was at that intersection was cross timber woods. Yeah, like yeah. you couldn't see into them, but I always felt like there was somebody in there watching me. And to the point that every time at night, I, if there was nobody coming, I didn't stop at that intersection. 
Because yeah. like honestly, I felt like somebody was watching me, and uh, I my senses are always more heightened in that situation too because I'm looking for deer. Yeah. Oh, especially yeah. at night because and cattle on the road. Yeah. We almost hit a cow one time on the way out there once, too, yeah. Yeah, we didn't even see it at all. I was like... Not until our headlights hit it, which at that point was like... Yeah, thank goodness you were only going like 10, 15 miles an hour. We would plowed right into it. Oh, yeah. Well, and when we passed by it, it's we were in the Explorer. Its yeah. head was at my head level in the yeah. Explorer. And like, just... Yeah. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> Big a, old black a, steer. Yeah. A super dark night and we just noticed like the headlights in front of us something passed in front of it. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, slow down. I think there's a herd of deer crossing there and and he slowed down real slow, then all of a sudden we we're like, Oh shit, stop because yeah. <laughs> there's a cow right in front of our car. Yeah. I'm always hyper focused on the sides of the roads at night. But yeah. usually all I see are deer. Yeah. Um or turkey or possums. Or raccoons or skunks. I hit a skunk once. That was horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I no. did that Christmas shopping one time, and then the whole time I was out shopping, I just smelled skunk. Uh, six months, I think, before my car quit smelling like skunk <laughs> every time I got in it. I remember going to the car wash a couple days later, and the guy was sitting there scrubbing the tires, and he got to the tire where I hit the skunk, and he just... He, Went to go wash it and just stepped away. <laughs> You're like, nah, nah, that's the one that needs it most. That's the one that needs it most. <laughs> Hold your breath. Get down there. It oh, yeah, it came, it came like through the vents. Yeah, oh, yeah. Never waste your money on de-skunker either. It just makes it smell like floral skunk. <laughs> I'll pepe that pew. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst decision I made. <laughs> Remember when the dogs got sprayed? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's always been my fear. Let my dog out. Mm. Our I, dogs, they're yeah. They're sometimes around my neighborhood, and I'm just like, I can smell them. I'm like, Freya, you're not going outside tonight. <laughs> Our dogs got out and then got sprayed, and they came <laughs> home, and their heads were down. We're like, what's all we? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> we there was, stink. <laughs> there was one night, there was a family of them between our house and the neighbor's house over by the garden there. And I guess uh, our house is maybe 15 feet from theirs. Yeah. I mean, we live in the suburbs. So. Yeah, I texted her and I said, if you come outside, don't walk towards our house because there's a bunch of skunks between us right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I guess if you're hyper-focused looking for something in particular, because I'm hyper-focused looking for deer and I always see deer. So yeah. if I were hyper-focused looking for a goat man or Bigfoot or any of that stuff, I'm going to see it, possibly. I'm going to make my mind think I, I see it. I will say, anytime I'm in the passenger seat and I'm going through, like, if I'm ever down in, like, Arbuckles or uh, Anadarko or any of those, like, forest mountain kind of places, I'm always looking in the forest and I'm always looking for Bigfoot. When we went down yeah. to the um, uh, Washita Mountains, which is Bigfoot country. I was Dave or I was driving, but Dave and I both constantly were like looking into the wood line, trying to find us a Bigfoot. Mm. I never saw one. Yeah. Those are things you're also going so fast. The chance of you actually seeing one and seeing, noticing what it is. Yeah. It's really slim, but, and that's like the mountainous part of the cross timbers. Yeah. We have a lot of parallel forests down there too, where they, yeah, you look, through the trees and there are rows of trees and you can actually see into those forests. Yeah. Oh, it, there's a parallel forest. What by, is it by Lawton that people go missing in constantly? 
Is it down by Latin or is it over by where we were at in the... I thought it was out west. I don't know. The Parallel forests are one of the creepiest things. Yeah, it's, it's very eerie. Just but, even looking into them. But this one has like a stone altar in the middle of it hmm. that some people put up. That's cool. I can't think of Parallel Force without thinking of the 90s Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Cage and Scorpion battle. <laughs> Get over here. Test your might. But yeah, I mean, I, I can see how if you're looking for it, you might see it more than if you're not looking. I mean, not yeah. actively looking for it. Although I have to say, I would still love to see a Bigfoot or a Black Panther. I'd like to see him from a distance. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't want an up-close encounter. Uh, if I want to see a Bigfoot, I'll just look in the mirror. I just want it to be close enough that I can tell what it is. Yeah. And you get, like, definitive proof. Mama! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that is on the Wichita Mountain. Say There's that stone altar oh, I was yeah. telling you about. Yeah, so it's in the southeast. Down in Bigfoot at country. Well, like, when we, when we used to coach down at Ada... When we would drive down there to see your games, I was always in the back seat. Yeah. And I was, because Ada is Bigfoot Hub. That's where yeah. the Bigfoot Society in Oklahoma is. And um, it's also it's where the noodle murder, in it murder the, happens. The murder happened. But uh, every time we'd drive down there, I'd be looking out my windows when we drive. And like, no. Where is he? I know he's around here somewhere. I convinced many of my friends down there to go Bigfoot hunting with me. Oh, <laughs> actually, there is one in Lawton, too. There's one in Lawton, too. <laughs> Um, I, I guess apparently they're all over the state because they were put up like right after the dust bowl. Yeah, for the water yeah. retention. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, makes sense. And yeah, they just planted them in rows like you would corn. Yep. Makes sense. We finally got rain. We did. Yay! Yay! And it cooled down to the 80s, which was amazing. So next week we'll just be sweaty. Hell's armpit. Yes. <laughs> It'll be more humid. Yes. But um, I don't have anything else to say about Goat Man. Anybody else got anything to say? He's the greatest of all time. I was waiting for someone <laughs> to make that. I can't Goat. believe nobody did. Goat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not even that big into sports, and I know about this. G. Greatest. O of A oh, all time. I got it. You're okay. the goat if you're the greatest of all time. Okay. Like people say Tom Brady's the goat. Michael Jordan's the goat. Tiger Woods the goat. <laughs> Sorry. I honestly was thinking about the goat that they would take out onto the field. Is it? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Sometimes I question why we're related. <laughs> Obviously, we're not sharing the brain right now. <laughs> no, I guess uh, not. <laughs> I'm guessing you just lost all brain cells. <laughs> Maybe that headache was more than a headache. Is that what you're saying? Um, <laughs> what was it? The the, the uh, Yankees that would take the goat on. I don't know about that one. <laughs> it was like a lucky goat to like wave off a curse. I think it was I the think Yankees. I think it was in Chicago. I was Chicago? probably Chicago because Chicago had a curse. It was the Cubs. It was the Cubs. Okay, Chicago. I know that they there was... They probably broke the curse. I know that there was like a baseball team that they had a goat that was their like good luck charm or something like that. 
Oh, I'd heard that like... Or, I don't know, something like that. Like or in the early the 1900s, somebody brought a goat into the stadium and they kicked him out and they put a curse on That's That's team. what it was. Yeah, okay. I was like, I, I know was there was something... Sure, that was Chicago. Sure, yeah, th- I know that there was something yeah, about a goat in a baseball team. Yeah, it was the Cubs because then they didn't win a World Series for like... Until 2016. Okay. Yeah. See? I... It, he said sports. That was what popped into my head. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of like the Now the Yankees birds. had their own goat, Babe Ruth. Yeah. Greatest yeah. of all time. He wasn't or a Derek goat. Jeter. Or <laughs> depending. Yeah. Or Derek Jeter. Or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a football no, no, player. No, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Judge. <sighs> Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else completely. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, he was married to J-Lo for a little bit. Alex Rodriguez? Alex Rodriguez. There we go. A-Rod. A-Rod. It started with an A, and it had Rodriguez. I was almost there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> go sports ball. <laughs> Yay. I think I said in an episode recently that when I was younger, I was really into baseball, but I haven't been as an adult. So anything past, like, I don't know, 95? I don't remember. The only, only, only reason Amy knew that name was because she was married we to J-Lo. J-Lo. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and Amy, you're like, who are some of the baseball players you think are playing? And she's like, oh, Bo Jackson, <laughs> Barry Bonds, <laughs> Jose Canseco. <laughs> Nolan Ryan. Nolan, yeah, Nolan Ryan. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> I Sorry. couldn't even name most of the baseball players nowadays. I mean, I no, I, I couldn't either nowadays. And I know Jeter solely from How I Met Your Mother <laughs> because Barney tells everybody that he... Somebody on that show talks about being Jeter. I think it was Barney. Oh, maybe. Had convinced somebody that he was Derek Jeter or something. I was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably some, uh, uh, some poor girl. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how I know current... Baseball players, <laughs> you go football. I do know a lot more f- current football players, and especially if they came from OU. Um, and if they're a goat, she thinks it's a real goat on the field, <laughs> like the big green, the big green, the soccer oh, movie. God. They they oh, got the goat. They did, didn't they? <laughs> uh, That's a good movie. That was that oh, was good. Shit. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Greatest of all time. I don't get it. Do I need to spell it out? <laughs> Apparently, <Obviously>, you <laughs> do. <laughs> Fill in the acronym for him. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed all the time, you guys. Not the sharpest tool in the light box. But I'm going to yeah. sound a lot smarter when I edit all that shit out of this podcast. <laughs> it's true. Because she's true. always right after editing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that we all know that I'm the goat, um, (laughs) Um, greatest of all time, (laughs) you are, you are. See, I'm just going to edit to that, and then, no, (laughs) I'll leave it in there because, you know, sometimes being stupid comes across funny to other people, kind of like it did for you, Chad, who was over there just like, Trying not to just... Just took a sip. <laughs> spit your soda out. Um, but that's going to do it for the Goatman episode. Let us know what you think. Do you have any other ideas or theories? 
Do you agree or disagree with any of our theories? Do you have a cryptid that you want us to cover? Because we are getting into the more obscure cricket crickets. <laughs> Amy brain running out power. I'm turning into the goat. Um, we are getting into the more obscure cryptids. So anybody who has any stories about these, it's great and helps us a lot because yeah. those more obscure ones, it's hard to find a lot of stories on them. Oh, yeah. Because we've covered most of the heavy hitters when it comes to cryptids. I'm sure there's something we're missing. but I'm sure there is, yeah, but... um, Unicorns? Wait, it's on the list. I guess that's more mythology, though. Mm. But uh, there are sightings of unicorns. I watched it on the paranormal caught on tape. They spotted a unicorn and got it on tape. Oh. It's on there. Hmm. People used to... um do a certain things to goats when they were born in order to get them to unite their horns into a single thing. This was really popular for like circus acts and like county fairs and things. Hmm. To make unicorns out of goats. It's for the freak shows and stuff. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but also, if you've got a scary story and you want to send us a scary story, we're about time for a a good listener episode if you got any good stories. Yep. Yeah. Um, send them our way. We're always, we, first of all, we always love interacting with your listener, you listeners. Um, so also be sure to join our Facebook page, our Facebook group, I guess, and not the page. I mean, we interact on the page too, but the group, we all interact all the time. Um, and we got our Discord. And our Discord server and... Our Instagram, although I have been really slacking on the Instagram, I need to get back on that. Um, all of that can be found at UMP Normalcy. You can also check out our website at umpnormalcy.com. And don't forget to check out Parabox Monthly. Use the link to the website in the description of this show. And use promo code paranormalcy at checkout and get 10% off your first order. And they will send you a paranormal themed t-shirt each month. Um, today I am wearing my Montauk Project shirt, actually. Um, this is also where we get a lot of our show ideas is because they'll send us a shirt and we're like, ooh, let's cover that. (laughs) That's how we started the Montauk Project episodes. Um, also it is Halloween season. August 1st for me is officially the beginning of Halloween season. Yep. So go to HalloweenCostumes.com and use the link in the description of this show and we'll get a a little kickback from your your orders, and that'll help keep the lights on here. Uh, our Patreon, of course, is still there. We don't have much on there. We will get Patreon going at some point. I promise it will happen. Um, we just busy people. We busy peoples. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but those who are on our Patreon, we we appreciate your support because it does. It helps keep the show going because it is free to you guys, but it's not free to us all the time. So. Um, it does help us to keep keep producing these shows for you. Also, be sure to check out all the Green Mushroom Podcast Network shows, Faith Blind Council, Lux Occult, Smuts Up, Ad Hoc History, Administrism, Grognostics, XV Planis, and Primordia. And I think that's going to do it for tonight. So until next time. Keep digging. Matt. Unearthing Paranormalcy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. 
to hear more great independent productions like the one you just listened to, visit our catalog at tgmpodcastnetwork.com.